Must be at least 18 years old. Promo code, location, and other restrictions apply. See terms of use for details. Please play responsibly. Call 800-426-2537 for help. Think you know sports? Then try to turn your sports knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. With up to 100 times payout and your first deposit matched up to $500. Just download the Sleeper app and pick your favorite sports and players, like Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards. With more stats than any sports app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports. Pick more or less from the predicted stats and ka-ching. You could win up to 100 times your money if your pick wins. With the Sleeper app, you can make picks anytime, even after the game starts. With up to 100 times payout, what are you waiting for? Download Sleeper today and unlock one of the fastest-growing fantasy sports apps in the world. Just go to the App Store, download the Sleeper app today, and use code SPORTS for up to $500 match on your first deposit. That's promo code SPORTS. Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. My name's Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Well, it's Friday, July 19th, 2019, and that means that it's time for another episode of your favorite paranormal podcast, Parareality Radio. Everybody, tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of man's first landing on the moon. This is probably considered to be mankind's greatest achievement, but unfortunately, it's also marred with controversy. Ever since NASA broadcast its visit to the moon between 1969 and 1972 to millions of people around the world, conspiracy theorists have debated endlessly over the photographs and video of the journey. Judging by the dedication some have to the cause, the subject of whether or not the moon landings were a hoax rivals only something like, I don't know, say the assassination of President John F. Kennedy and maybe, maybe, you know, do aliens exist in Area 51 as far as popularity goes. The Fox News Network even aired a TV special in 2001 about 30 years after the last Apollo mission called Conspiracy Theory. Did we land on the moon? Pouring over every single detail for inconsistencies and potential government tampering, people who buy into the moon landing conspiracy theory strive to prove that NASA never went to the moon. Instead, they believe that NASA filmed a series of fake moon landings in a studio, complete with props, astronaut costumes, and intricate lighting setups and stuff like that. But the question that I ask you is, 
why would NASA and the United States government pull off such a strange stunt? The moon landings took place during the Cold War and a tense point in the nuclear arms race, an era in which the two world superpowers, which were the United States and the Soviet Union, competed for technological superiority. Some believe that because sending astronauts into outer space and to the moon would be incredibly expensive, that the U.S. didn't have enough money to complete the project. And according to the conspiracy theorist, faking the moon landings would be much cheaper if, and I do say if, it were convincing enough. It could still send a message to Russia that the United States had the better technology and was superior. What are some of the claims by the moon landing conspiracy theorists? What have they pointed out and do their arguments actually have any validity? What do scientists have to say about these conspiracy theories? Well, to get the answers to these questions and more, of course, you will have to turn on, tune in, and find out tonight. But before I get started, let me tell you how you can get in contact with me here at the show because there are several different ways that you can do it. First of all, you can go to the show website, www.parareality.com. I do have a uh, contact form on the About Me page, and if you want to just uh, send in, fill out that form, send an email that way, you can fill out the contact form on the About Me page, or you can just simply send an email to sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. You can also find the Parareality Radio Facebook page by just typing in Parareality Radio in your search engine for Facebook. I'm also on Twitter, and you can follow me there. My handle is at Radio. That's at Radio. And finally, you can still call the studio line. That's 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. You can leave a message there. Just be aware that I may play your comment back on the show, and simply by leaving me a message gives me permission to play your comment back on the show. Um, if you don't want me to do that, you better tell me in your message. All right, and I, you know I'm I'm always in the studio since I'm back doing the the podcast on a biweekly basis. Now I'm always in the studio working. It seems like so. You know, you just may answer the phone. So those are all the ways that you can get in contact with me. Once again, you can send an email, sandman at parareality.com. Follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. Look up the Parareality Radio Facebook page, or you can call the studio line 615-692-1170. Okay, before I get into talking about the moon landings, I have to uh, answer an email. I got an email from someone uh, named Friday Boko PW, who wrote in and asked, have you ever done an episode on the Mayans? Well, of course, I have done an episode about the Mayan calendar back in 2012, Friday. Um, it was um, about, the, you know, when the world was supposed to end on December 21st, uh, 2012, because that's when the Mayan calendar said it was going to end. But specifically, I have not done a show about the Mayans themselves and about how they disappeared or, or, or why or anything like that. It was basically on the their prediction for the end of the world, of course, which did not come true. So uh, thank you, Friday Boko PW, for your question. If, uh, 
anybody else out there has any questions for me on the show, please feel free to send them in an email. That's sandman at parareality.com or call and leave it on the studio line, 615-692-1170. All right, let's get into it tonight. Let's start talking about the moon landings. You know, um, I've de- in the past I have done what I call a summer series, which is where I do a series of three um, episodes over the summertime, and they all have something in common, some kind of related something or other. And uh, I think that um, this year, I haven't done one in a couple of years, and I think this year that the moon makes for a perfect topic for my summer series. So everybody, this is going to be the first in a series of three about the moon and some theories, some far out crazy theories about the moon, such as did we go to the moon, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Is the moon hollow? And do we have any alien space bases on the moon? Stuff like that. So that's what the next couple of shows after tonight is going to deal with. So make sure you keep turning on, tuning in and finding out all about what's going to happen with my series on the moon this summer. All right. So why people think the moon landing was faked? Well, it's been 50 years since the Apollo 11 mission landed the first human beings on the moon, and since Neil Armstrong took his famous first step onto the lunar surface, speaking the words that everybody should know, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But not everyone believes he did that. There's always been a belief that we, in fact, did not land on the moon back in 1969, that we've never actually been to the moon, and that the entire campaign to send astronauts to the moon to explore and gather information was faked just in order to win the space base. Since the advent of the Internet, that belief has continued to rise, and man, it has gained so much popularity. How many today believe that the six manned moon landings between 1969 and 1972 were faked and that 12 Apollo astronauts did not actually walk on the moon? Well, let's go back to 1999. A Gallup poll found that only 6% of Americans doubted the Apollo 11 moon landing happened. But... As the 21st century brought a rise in internet use and a different standard of truth in the media, that number's risen. So that Wikipedia's entry on this subject, which has a whole thing called moon landing conspiracy theories, Wikipedia's entry now suggests somewhere that between 6 and as much as up to 20% of Americans, 25% of Britons, and 28% of Russians surveyed believe that the moon manned landings were indeed faked. Now, all of these claims have been explained with facts, of course, but as has become increasingly apparent to all of us here in the recent years, human beings frequently don't base their conclusions on facts. If you have any doubt about that, just take a look back at uh, the history of President Donald Trump. Nothing that he does is based on on facts and his so-called facts who even knows where the hell that he gets them right probably from wikipedia who knows but yeah i mean we we don't these days really base what we believe on hard concrete evidence 
it's really a trend that we need to um, need to, we need to stop this actually. So anyway, I'm not going to go go off on a tangent on that. So in in recent years, NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, the LRO, this mission has returned images of the moon's surface taken from orbit, showing the shadows of the various Apollo landers. Uh, LRO is is also managed to uh, acquire images of five of the six Apollo missions' American flags on the moon. The only flag that's not still standing is actually the first flag that was planted. That was the one by the Apollo 11 crew. It's now lying down on the lunar surface because it was uh, accidentally blown over uh, on the takeoff of the the lunar rocket's uh, exhaust. But conspiracy theorists will still say that these images, like all of the Apollo mission images, are faked. Now, I will um, say that NASA's LRO pictures that they have aren't that great. Um, they're basically little dots. And NASA's saying, look, here's you know the flag from the Apollo 11 on the ground. And here's the... You know, the whatever the the what do they call it the limb the little car the lunar excursion module or whatever you know there's there's all these little dots with arrows pointing to them that says this is from here and this is from there and they're not that good and um we have the technology to have much better pictures i i will admit that the pictures that nasa is putting out there are suspect they could be a lot better i mean for christ's sake we have satellites that are orbiting the globe right now that we use to navigate that can zoom down in on our houses. I mean, you know, for God's sake, I can type in the address to my house in Google Maps and look at a Google or Google Earth, excuse me, and look at a satellite image that zooms right down and you can see my car sitting in my driveway. So why can't we have better pictures of what happened on the moon? That I will admit NASA needs to do a better job on. However, there's plenty of evidence that we did actually go to the moon. I'm going to be talking about that tonight. One of the early promoters of the moon landing conspiracy theory was the Fox Television Network, which I was talking about just a minute ago, back in 2001, and they aired a documentary-style film titled uh, Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? They claimed that NASA faked the first landing in 1969 just in order to win the space race. The film presented so-called evidence of deception, including photos showing no stars in the lunar sky and American flags rippling on the moon, despite the fact that there's no air or wind up there. It showed photograph and film oddities, and it presented what's become one of the most enduring claims by the hoaxers that astronauts could not have passed through the Van Allen radiation belt in order to get to the moon. The theory that the moon landings were hoaxed by the U.S. government to assert their victory in the space race over Russia is something which has grown in popularity over time thanks to documentaries such, and I use air quotes when I say that, such as the Fox documentary back in 2001 and since the advent of the Internet when any Tom, Dick, and Harry, including me, can have their own website, their own podcast, their own radio show, their own YouTube channel, their own television channel, and you can put out basically anything that you want and people, it's up to them to believe it or not. Uh, 
Recent polls indicate that approximately about, what did I say, up to 20% of Americans believe that the U.S. has never landed on the moon. After the Apollo missions ended in the 70s, why haven't we ever been back? That's a good question to ask. Only during the term of one president did humanity ever land on the moon, and that was Richard Nixon. And he doesn't have the best reputation of being a president. I'll admit that as well. And after Watergate, most people wouldn't put it past old Tricky Dick to fake them, you know, to put America in good standing during the Cold War. You know, why wouldn't Tricky Dick be in charge of faking, you know, the moon landings? Or maybe if you believe the other conspiracy theories, maybe even the president didn't even know that NASA was faking it. Maybe NASA just didn't tell anybody. So what sort of evidence... Have conspiracy theorists gathered that might suggest the whole event was a fake? Nearly 40 years of research has given them some interesting points. And I'm going to talk about the most popular ones, beginning with the waving flag. All right. Conspiracy theorists have pointed out that when the first moon landing was shown on live television, that people who are watching at home and on the street at the TV sh- you know, shops, whatever, all that crap, that people could clearly see the American flag waving and fluttering around as Neil and Buzz planted it. Photos of the landing also seem to show rippling effects in the flag, like from a breeze, such as uh, uh, there's one uh, very uh, prominent image that shows what appears to be maybe like a fold in the flag. And the obvious problem here is that there's no air in the moon's atmosphere and therefore no wind to cause the flag to blow. So was the flag scene being filmed in some drafty studio here on Earth or maybe outside somewhere? If it were a hoax, were the filmmakers maybe just too lazy to redo the shot or maybe it didn't occur to them? Maybe they didn't care. Countless explanations have been put forward to disprove this phenomena as anything unusual. NASA claimed that the flag was stored in a thin tube and that the rippled effect was caused by it being unfurled before being planted, which is totally plausible. Other explanations involve the ripples uh, being caused by the reaction force of the astronauts touching the aluminum pole. And if you look in some of the video footage, there's, you know, the pole is shaking. So that, too, is also plausible. But in reality, there's a very simple explanation. The flag was constructed specifically for the moon surface, okay? There is a wire, a taut wire, that runs through the fabric of the flag along its top. There's my creepy clock. Uh, there's There's a taut wire that runs through the fabric along its top and allows it to stand erect like a windswept flag here on Earth would. It, it's, you know, standing straight out, right? Without the wire, the flag would droop down, just like any other flag hanging in space. It'd just simply fall down, and it wouldn't, it would not be sticking straight out. The astronauts simply cause the flapping themselves once they are struggling to plant the flagpole into the surface of the moon and they're jostling it around. So there's a wire that's making the flag hang. And it's kind of, you know, wires are bendy. You can have ripples in the wire. You can have where the wire was uh, maybe bent in an area. But the the who knows exactly where the wire, like, 
comes out and how far it runs to you. You can only assume that it comes out from the top where the, of the pole where the flag is and runs the whole entire length of the flag. But you, if you think about it, if there was no wire to hold the flag taut and out like it was flapping about, then it would just droop down. And the whole purpose is to have the flag displayed so everyone can know who went there, not some droopy piece of cloth, right? So very plausible explanation, and that's exactly what happened. One of the other theories that people have is that there is a lack of an impact crater. The claim is like this. Had NASA really landed on the moon, there'd be a blast crater underneath the lunar module to mark its landing. On any video footage or photograph of the landings, you can't see any crater. Almost like the module was just like placed there, right? The surface of the moon is covered in fine lunar dust. And even this doesn't seem to really have been displaced in the photographic evidence. Now, a lot like the waving flag theory, the lack of an impact crater has a slew of potential explanations here. NASA says that the module required significantly less thrust in the low gravity conditions than it would have done on Earth. The surface of the moon itself is solid rock, so a blast crater crater probably wouldn't be feasible anyway. In the same way that an airplane doesn't leave a crater when it touches down on the tarmac, right? So there's a fine layer of dust which can clearly be seen as the 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 lunar module takes off, right? Uh, from from the camera that was left on the surface of the moon as the module takes off, you can see a, a a blast of lunar dust, but the moon itself is not um it's not pliable, right? I mean the dust isn't like 500 feet thick if it were, when the moon module landed on it, it would have sunk down, right? So there is a fine layer of dust, but the moon is made of solid rock, much like Earth. You know, if you blast off from a grassy field, yep, you're going to have a, a blast crater because there's dirt and dust and sand and all that other sorts of stuff, but you're not going to go sinking down all the way through to the core of the Earth, right? Right. You will have some stuff that will fly up around, and you'll have solid rock underneath. So, you know, that can be explained as, hey, there's, you know, rock on the moon. It's a solid thing. Of course, now there is a theory that the moon is hollow, okay? I'm not saying the moon is hollow. I'm not saying it's not hollow. I'm just saying that's another theory. We'll discuss that in another show. Another thing that people talk about are the multiple light sources that they claim are evident. On the moon, there's only one strong light source, and that comes from the sun. So it's fair to suggest that all shadows should run parallel to one another, right? Because you've only got one light source. But this wasn't the case during the moon landing. Videos and photographs clearly show that shadows fall in different directions. Now, the conspiracy theorists suggest that this has to mean multiple light sources were used, suggesting that the landing photos were taken on a film set. They also suggest that a faulty lighting system was set up and NASA failed to notice any inconsistencies. It's so easy to say, oh, well, they just didn't notice it. That seems to be the go-to with... The NASA people is like, oh, they were lazy. They just didn't notice it. 
wouldn't you think that if NASA were going to fake this, that they would pay so much attention to detail that it would just be impossible to miss anything? They would have more than one person looking at what was going on. So in my opinion, every time the conspiracy theorists say that, oh, it just wasn't noticed or they were just too lazy, that to me doesn't hold water. It just doesn't make sense. NASA has attempted to blame the uneven landscape on these strange shadows with subtle bumps and hills on the moon's surface causing the discrepancies. This explanation has been tossed out the window by some theorists because they say how could hills cause such a large angular difference. Some of the pictures taken by the astronauts show that the lunar module's shadow clearly contradicts that of the rocks in the foreground at almost a 45 degree angle. However, scientists say that the pictures were taken on a rough, hilly landscape, and these type of landscapes are bound to produce all kinds of wacky shadow lengths, no matter where you stand. For example, if you take a picture on a snow-covered hill, the same kind of effect will more than likely take place here on Earth. And you also have to take into account that this was not on the earth, right? This was in space. Unless you have been up there, you don't know how light and shadow will react coming down into onto a surface, a, a planet, because uh, the moon is, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like a planet, right? But it doesn't have any uh, atmosphere, so to speak. Right. I mean, if it had atmosphere of air and nitrogen, like, or should I say oxygen and nitrogen, like our Earth's atmosphere does, they wouldn't need to wear the helmets with and have, you know, all the, their gear on. Right. So we don't know what kind of effect that the 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 light is going to have on photographs and even video when it's coming down into a, onto a surface that has basically no atmosphere. And I think that could be one possible explanation. I want to say I am not a professional photographer, nor am I a scientist. That could be totally wrong on that, and I am willing to accept that I would be totally wrong. But to me, it makes sense. But like I said, if you're going to take a picture on a snow-covered hill, the same kind of effect's more than likely going to take place with there being different shadow links and tricks of light. One of the other big uh, conspiracies involves the Van Allen radiation belt. Now, in order to reach the moon, astronauts had to pass through what's known as the Van Allen radiation belt. The belt is held in place by Earth's magnetic field and stays perpetually in the same place. Now, the Apollo missions to the moon marked the first ever attempts to transport living humans through the belt. Conspiracy theorists say that the sheer levels of radiation would have cooked the astronauts en route to the moon, despite the layers of aluminum coating the interior and exterior of the spaceship. NASA has countered this argument by emphasizing the short amount of time it took the astronauts to go through the belt, meaning they received only very small doses of radiation. Now, I looked it up, and I wrote it down, and I can't find where I wrote it, but 
these guys weren't traveling at a slow rate of speed, all right? They were traveling, they were zipping through. The Van Allen radiation belt, for all intents and purposes, yes, it's very dangerous, but when you like, if you want to just measure it compared to the rest of the solar system or the rest of our galaxy, it's not that big. And these guys were traveling, they were zipping through. God, I wish I could could uh, could find um where I wrote that on the piece of paper. They were zipping through pretty fast. So their amount of time exposed to this was minimal. Now, NASA had a theory that by coating the craft with aluminum, both on the interior and the exterior, that that would provide enough protection from the radiation for them to pass through that in that short amount of time. And they were proven they were proven right because those guys didn't die. I mean, that's pretty obvious that they didn't die. Uh, no cancer, nothing like that. You know, they came back, they lived long and healthy lives. Another item that conspiracy theorists will sometimes mention that you don't actually hear uh, a lot about is something that's referred to as the unexplained object. Now, after photographs of the moon landings were released, conspiracy theorists were quick to notice a mysterious object that was reflected in uh, one of the astronauts' helmets from uh, the Apollo 12 mission. And the object appears to be hanging from something like a rope or a wire and has no reason to be there at all, according to the theorists. And this leads these guys to suggest that it's an overhead spotlight typically found in film studios. Now, the resemblance is questionable given the poor quality of the photograph, but the mystery remains as to why something is being suspended in midair or rather lack of air on the moon. The lunar module and other photos appears to have no extension from it that matches the, the object in the photo, so the object still remains totally unexplained and is a mystery. Now, I've seen this picture I, you look at it, and first of all, you have to say that, or I have to say that all of the video and photographs from from the moon, well, not all of them, all of the video and a good portion of the photographs from the moon are of poor quality. Um, this picture just so happens to be one of them. I've looked at this unexplained object, and... I mean, if you stretch your imagination, you could say, yeah, that could be a overhead spotlight that is used in film studios. Um, you know, it doesn't look like that to me. There's the thing called pareidolia, which is where your mind tricks you into thinking you're seeing something that you're really not. It attempts to explain what it is that you're seeing when you don't know what it is. And I, I think that's what it is, especially when someone makes a suggestion. It's, uh, it's quick to, you know, rationalize it in your mind. It's like, yeah, yeah, that is what it is. That's, that's what it looks like. It's right. I've looked at this, and I don't see where anybody could, could tell what the hell this thing is. If it's coming off the lunar module, if it's a, another piece of equipment that is you know, posted somewhere else. I don't know, but it certainly does not look to me to be a, a spotlight that was used in, in, in film studios. I will say though, you know, 
it is not known what it is. It's still a mystery. It's totally unexplained. No one knows what it is. But that doesn't make it a studio light from a, on a, from a film set anywhere. It just means we don't know what it is. Something else the conspiracy theorists will point out are supposed slow motion walking hidden cables. Now, in order to support the claims that the moon landings were shot in a studio, the conspiracy theorists had to account for the apparent low gravity conditions, which must have been mimicked by NASA, right? It's been suggested that if you take the moon landing footage and increase the speed of the film by two and a half, the astronauts appear, and I say appear, to be moving in Earth's gravity. As for the astronauts' impressive jump height, which could be impossible to perform on Earth's gravity, hidden cables and wires have been suggested as giving the astronauts some extra height. There are some people who say that in some screenshots, outlines of alleged hidden cables can be seen. I mean, if you're looking for something, I haven't seen any picture where it looks like there's hidden cables to me. But if you're looking for something, you can always find it, right? Once again, science refutes this claim because of the dust kicked around by the astronauts as they jump around on the moon's surface. If NASA filmed the video on Earth, the dust would just gather into clouds because of air in the atmosphere. Instead, the dust is kicked up and it falls right back to the ground without collecting or floating around, and NASA would have had to have built an entire studio and sucked all of the air out of it to create a vacuum, something that would be incredibly difficult and expensive to do even by today's standards. So we'll take a look at some of the video where these guys are jumping around and walking around and you see the dust kick up and it just kind of falls right back down. Once again, there's no atmosphere there. There, Our atmosphere is 80% nitrogen and about 20% oxygen and the rest of it's some other stuff. But we have mostly a nitrogen-based atmosphere. You go up to the moon and there's like no atmosphere. There's no air floating around up there for you to breathe. There's no nitrogen floating around up there. There's really nothing. It's a vacuum and it's in space. Yes, there's some gravity present on the moon, but there's no atmosphere to speak of. And the the atmos- the gravity pull is, what, one-sixth that of the Earth, something like that. So, yeah, you can. it, it, it doesn't matter how heavy you've got all your space suit and your equipment and your oxygen tanks and all that other sorts of stuff. It doesn't matter how heavy all that stuff is. You can still jump a significantly higher uh, amount than what you could here on earth. And if you're going to expend all that energy to jump straight up or jump, I don't know, 20 feet across or however far they could jump. If you're going to do it here on earth and expend all that energy, then you would see clouds of dust and dirt fly up And it would literally, as I said, create a cloud. Instead of in a vacuum, which is where they're at, there's nothing for it to float around in. And you've got the gravity there. And they jump and it pops up and it goes right back down. Like I said, making a a, a studio in a vacuum is not only difficult, but that's... 
it, it I couldn't imagine how expensive that would be, but the difficulty level is what is what I the main reason why I say NASA would not do it. And if if you can you even use the conspiracy theorists on argument against them where they say, "Oh, NASA was doing it because it was cheaper." Well, that's not cheap. So that kind of take your own argument and use it against you right there, buddy, and that that makes perfectly good sense if you want to do it that way. Another thing that can the conspiracy theorists complain about is the lack of stars. And I have to say, that is one compelling argument for the moon landing hoax. It's the fact that there is a total lack of stars in any of the photographic or video evidence. It just looks like a big black void of space. And since the moon has no atmosphere, as we've already established here, shouldn't there be millions of stars dotting the background of these photos and these this video? Conspiracy theorists say yes. There's no clouds on the moon. So stars are perpetually visible and significantly brighter than what we see through the filter of Earth's atmosphere. If the landings were faked on a studio stage, did the photographer and the videographers make a huge mistake and just forget to include the stars in the fake pictures? Did they think no one would notice? Did they think no one would question? Once again, if NASA is going to fake something like that, they're going to have more than one person checking everything. They're going to be paying specific detail down to the nth degree of stuff, and I really doubt that they would overlook something like that. So here the argument is that NASA would have found it impossible to map out the exact locations of all the stars for the hoax without it being, you know, messed up, jumbled up. And therefore, they just left them out intentionally, falling back on the excuse that the quality of the photographs washes them out. And that's actually an excuse that they did give, by the way. However, there are some photographs that are high quality, and yet you still don't have any stars that are shown in them. Certainly eerie, considering you can take pictures of stars from Earth and much lower quality, and you can still see them in the night sky. Ammunition for conspiracy theorists, right? Well, unfortunately, the nature of photography strikes down their argument. Now, I've already said I am not a professional photographer, okay? I am not claiming to be a professional photographer. I want that to be perfectly clear. I do own a very expensive digital camera and I have learned some photography techniques and I've even looked up some stuff about photography so I can intelligently talk to you about this specific subject here about the moon. So here we go. This is how it is. The light from the sun hitting the surface of the moon is too bright for any camera to capture something in the distance. It would wash out any light coming in from the distant stars in the sky. Even if you were standing on the surface of the moon yourself, you'd have to block the landscape from your vision to see any notable points of light. This happens for the same reason that the stars are harder to see in the big cities than in the wide open fields of the country. There's a lot more light bouncing around from the street lights and the other lights in the city, so the stars are hidden from view. 
Your best bet to see the countless numbers of stars in space will be to travel to a place where there's no inhabitants. In other words, there's not street lights. There's not lights from cities. There's not lights from cars. So you go out into the desert and you can see the countless numbers of stars in space. The same thing is true here on the moon. The sun hits the surface of the moon. It's bright. It washes out stuff that's in the distance. So your best bet to can't see the countless numbers of stars on from the moon's aspect and to capture them on photo or video would be to travel around to the dark side of the moon because there's always the same the way the moon is there's always the same side of the moon facing the earth at all times the way that we see it and you go on the back side where it's dark and there's no sun there you can see pictures of stars you can capture your video of stars you can capture pictures of stars so that kind of like it's, it's just some basic laws of of physics it's laws of light and laws of photography and that's the reason why you can't see stars another thing that the conspiracy theorists talk about that's not one that is widely known is the sea rock it's uh there's one of the most famous photos from the moon landings that shows a rock in the foreground with something that appears to be the letter c engraved or carved onto it the letter appears to be almost perfectly symmetrical meaning it's unlikely to be a natural occurrence it's been suggested that the rock is simply a prop with the sea used as a marker by an alleged film crew or maybe it's a sea for conspiracy you know uh, a set designer could have turned the rock the wrong way accidentally exposing the markings to the camera or maybe they didn't notice it. You know, go back on the old argument. Oh, they just didn't notice it. Well, NASA's given conflicting excuses for this letter. On the one hand, blaming a photographic developer for adding the letter as a practical joke. And the other hand, saying that it may have simply been a stray hair which got tangled up somewhere in the developing process. Now, I have seen this picture and I will say it does look suspicious. Yes, it looks almost like a perfectly drawn C. And the more that I have looked into this, the more and more evidence that I have found that it was probably added on the backside uh, as they were developing the films. It was probably done by a person who was developing these films. Now, there's no proof that that's what happened. Uh, I will discount the hair theory uh, simply because it looks too much like a, a, a drawn C. It doesn't look like a stray hair could possibly do that. Once again, there's no proof that it is or isn't a stray hair. There's no proof that a uh, developer, a film developer, did or did not do that. And there's absolutely no proof that it was a prop that was used by NASA when they were faking their evidence. There's no proof or explanation for anything that would explain definitively where this so-called C came from. But I will admit it is an anomaly. It is unexplainable. But does it prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the moon's landing, moon landings were faked? Absolutely not. It does not. Another thing that uh, conspiracy theorists claim shows 
proof that the moon landings were faked are the layered crosshairs. The cameras used by astronauts during the moon landings had a multitude of crosshairs to aid with things like scaling and direction. These are imprinted over the top of all of the pictures. However, some of the images, they clearly show the crosshairs behind objects in the scene, implying that the the pictures may have been edited or doctored after being taken. Um, I have seen some of these uh, photographs, and there's not just one. There are a couple of them, and many objects are shown to be in front of the crosshairs, including the American flag in one picture and the lunar rover in another. And conspiracy theorists have suggested NASA printed the man-made objects over a legitimate photograph of the moon to hoax the landings. Although, if they really planned on doing this, then why they used crosshairs in the first place is a mystery to me. Another piece of evidence that the conspiracy theorists say proves definitively that the moon landings were fake is the fact that NASA supposedly used a duplicate backdrop. Now, there are two photos from the Apollo 15 mission that have identical backdrops, despite being officially listed by NASA as having been taken miles apart. One of the pictures even shows the lunar module. But when all the pictures were taken, the module had already landed, so how can it possibly be there for one photo and disappear in another? Well, if you're a hardcore conspiracy theorist, it may seem viable that NASA simply used the same backdrop when filming different scenes of their moon landing videos. Now, what NASA says is that since the moon is much smaller than Earth, horizons can appear significantly closer to the human eye. Despite this, to say that the two hills visible in the photographs from the Apollo 15 mission are miles apart is incontrovertibly false. In other words, what the conspiracy theorists saying just isn't true. Now, I have seen these pictures. Once again, I can't show them to you because this is radio. Uh, but I've seen these pictures, and I will have to admit that just if you just look at them, take them for face value, and say, wow, these are exactly the same. But you have to take into account that things on the moon don't work like things here in on the Earth do. So... You know, is it suspect? I will admit, yes, it is. Once again, does it show beyond a shadow of a doubt? Does it prove that NASA faked these moon landings? Absolutely not. It does not. So we have some theories here that are explainable. We have some some theories here that are suspect, but still doesn't prove that NASA faked this. So in my opinion, everything that I've talked about so far doesn't go, there's not enough evidence to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that NASA faked these moon landings. Now, <clears throat> you can't talk about moon landing conspiracy theories and faking the whole thing without talking about the Stanley Kubrick theory. This Loose extension of the popular conspiracy theory says that the acclaimed film director Stanley Kubrick was approached by the United States government to hoax the first three moon landings. There are two main branches of this somewhat implausible theory. One 
group of believers say that Kubrick was approached after he released 2001 A Space Odyssey, which came out in uh, 1968, one year before the first moon landing. They say that uh, um, he was approached after he released this movie, after NASA came to appreciate the, the stunning realism of the film's outer space scenes at that time. And uh, another group contends that Kubrick was groomed by the federal government to film the moon landing long before this, and that 2001 A Space Odyssey was, uh, well, it was a, a stage practice run for the film. So what evidence is there to support these claims about Stanley Kubrick? Well, apparently, if you watch The Shining, which is another Stanley Kubrick picture, you can pick up on some alleged messages hidden by Kubrick to subtly inform the world of his part in the conspiracy. The most obvious is the uh, is Danny, the 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 uh, little child character, the little boy character. The most obvious is his Apollo Eleven shirt that was worn in only one scene. Another supposed gem is the line written on Jack Nicholson's character's typewriter, which is "All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy," in which the word "all" can be interpreted as a one one a eleven or Apollo eleven. Now that's taking it a um, a bit far. Uh, if you aren't convinced yet, Kubrick made the mysterious hotel room in the film. Uh, number 237. Well, guess how many miles it is from here to the moon? 238,000. So divide that by 1,000 and you subtract 1 and you've got one airtight theory right there, right? <laughs> That's what these conspiracy theorists are saying. Someone had to think long and hard about that, right? The idea has been grown in popularity for, for conspiracy theorists over the years, most prominently aided by a documentary called Room 237 and this documentary suggests that the that Kubrick hid allusions to his involvement in the Apollo 11 deception within his horror film The Shining. And one of the big reasons why this myth about Kubrick along with countless others has lived so long is because this legendary director who died in 1999, by the way, he rarely did interviews and never addressed theories about his work. One of the most popular films, the aforementioned Shining, has so many interpretations from it that, that there is a movie that was made about, about them. Room 237, as I've already said, uh, which I highly recommend. It's available on Netflix, I believe, maybe on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, Room 237 breaks down footage of the movie with voiceovers of the numerous people who think they know the hidden meanings Kubrick buried inside of his adaptation of the Stephen King novel by the same name. And the theory of Kubrick being behind the Apollo 11 moon landing is in there. There's an author by the name of Jay Widener who breaks down the Apollo 11 theory and says that the entire film is in fact not an adaptation of Stephen King's novel, but Kubrick's way of telling the world that he was behind the moon landing. Widener believes that the mental collapse of Jack Nicholson's character in the movie is the stress and pressure 
that Kubrick faced in making the moon landing for the United States government. And then there are the visual clues Widener believes are throughout the movie. There's Danny's Apollo sweatshirt, which, as I said, he's only wears that in one scene, which shows him wearing a sweatshirt that has a rocket ship on it with Apollo 11 USA on the rocket. And the room in the hotel that he's not allowed to enter is room 237, which, according to Widener, is another clue because the soundstage where Kubrick filmed the, the moon landing was number 237. And then there's a scene where the room key to, to room 237 is shown. And to Widener, there's significance to the key, which says in capital letters, room, R-O-O-M, then N-O for number. So room, R-O-O-M, is in all capital letters. The N and the N-O for number is capitalized. And then you have 237. So it says room 237. And the capital letters spell out moon if you rearrange them. Once again, it's a stretch. And I, I could go on and on about this, but but you get the point, I'm sure, here. And, and by the way, I can't um, not mention... A another person who is a uh, Stanley Kubrick moon landing conspiracy theorist is uh, a friend of mine, friend of the show. His name is Isaac Weishaupt. Uh, he's been a guest here on Parareality Radio before. I've gone on his show, uh, the Conspiracy Theory and Unpopular Culture podcast. Um, he is uh, a Stanley Kubrick moon landing conspiracy theorist and he says quote he is 80 percent sure that we did not land on the moon um he has a a book with a companion dvd called kubrick's code which addresses uh not just the uh apollo 11 hoax but a bunch of other stanley kubrick um conspiracy theories um that he has um it's been out for a, a couple of years or so now, which I do highly recommend, uh, as well as Room 237. So check out the documentary, Room 237. Check out Kubrick's Code by friend of the show, Isaac Weishaupt. Um, he, he's got a lot of good, good um, conspiracy theories surrounding Stanley Kubrick. Um, and like I said, he he believes at least 80% of him believes that we did not land on the moon. And Isaac, I will have to, uh, I will have to disagree with you, sir. I'm, I'm going to say that we 100% for sure did land on the moon. And by the way, he just did, uh, himself on his unpopular, uh, what's the name of the, Oh God, now I've forgotten the name of your, your podcast, Isaac. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Uh, conspiracy theories and unpopular culture podcast, uh, he has, of course, a um, fake moon landing special, and you can check it out. Just uh, Google search Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture podcast with Isaac Weishaupt. Um, so anyway, like I said, I could go on and on about this, but I'm, I'm sure that you guys get the point by now. And just in closing, 
As it turns out, Stanley Kubrick's daughter Vivian isn't a fan of these conspiracy theories either. She recently tweeted out the following response to the conspiracy theorists, and I'm going to read this word for word. It's rather long, but I'm going to read it anyway. And this is what she says. Surely an artist such as my father, whose profound degree of artistic imagery is self-evident, whose political social consciousness is manifestly present in nearly every film he made, whose highly controversial subject matter literally put his life at risk, and yet he continued to make the films he made. Don't you think he'd be the very last person to ever assist the U.S. government in such a terrible betrayal of its people? There are many very real conspiracies that have happened throughout our history are happening presently, and I'm only too aware of the dreadful manipulations perpetrated by governments, secret services, banksters, the military-industrial complex, etc. But claims that the moon landings were faked and filmed by my father? I just can't understand it. How can anyone believe that one of the greatest defenders of mankind would commit such an act of betrayal? My father's artistic works are his unimpeachable defense. Finally, my love for my father, notwithstanding, I actually knew him. I lived and worked with him, so forgive my harshness when I state categorically the so-called truth these malicious cranks persist in forwarding that my father conspired with the U.S. government to fake the moon landings is manifestly a grotesque lie. So she vehemently defends her father, and I don't blame her. I don't think that Stanley Kubrick um, had anything to do with faking any moon landings. Uh, So after all this talking, in the end, are all these points enough to prove that the moon landings were just fakes? I say absolutely not. To help make my point, Dr. David McKay, who is the chief scientist for planetary science and exploration at NASA's Johnson Space Center, he noted that after Fox's conspiracy theory television spot that faking the moon landing and duping thousands of scientists around the world would probably be more difficult than keeping the secrets of the Manhattan Project. Furthermore, On September the 3rd, 2006, the European Space Agency's Smart One probe purposefully crash-landed on the surface of the moon. Before it touched down, it was taking images and data from the moon's landscape, including that of previous moon landings. And I've seen some of the photos, but that won't stop the doubters and conspiracy theorists from continuing to believe that the whole moon landing series of events were faked. After all, if NASA faked the moon landing and all of its evidence, then why couldn't the ESA's pictures be faked too? So, in the end, I 100% believe that we did land on the moon. There are some things that cannot be easily explained away, but those things are few and far between, in my opinion, and those things in and of themselves, do not give us enough proof that we fate or that NASA fate the moon landings. 
And that's my closing statement as far as that goes. So everyone, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by sending an email to sandman at parareality.com. Speaking of parareality.com, that's where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to current and past episodes. If you click on the uh, extras tab, you can join the official Parareality Radio forum. It's free to join. You can shop in the Parareality Radio store and even watch some show videos and other stuff like that. And uh, don't forget to look up Parareality Radio on Facebook and join. It's not a group. It's just a page. You can like the page. Follow me there on Facebook and follow me on Twitter as well. My handle on Twitter is at Radio. Post a lot of interesting stuff on Facebook and Twitter like upcoming shows and special guests and interesting articles and stuff like that. So make sure you follow me on uh, both of those platforms right there to stay updated on what's happening with Parareality Radio. You can now listen to Parareality Radio on a variety of different websites and streaming platforms. The show can, of course, be heard here on Spreaker, but you can also hear it on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to stream the show, you can do it from parareality.com or you can stream it on Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, iTunes, uh, good Lord, CastBox, uh, just about every streaming platform that you can think of, every podcast host website that you can think of, uh, Parareality Radio is available there. Also, if you have an Amazon device or a smart speaker, you can enable any of the Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, or other podcast skills and, and open them up and simply say, Play Parareality Radio. Everybody, my uh, next show will be available on Friday, August the 2nd, 2019 at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time where I will have the second in my summer series of conspiracy theories about the moon. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. Everybody, I hope that this program opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again on August 2nd. Good night, everybody. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.